Welcome back to another season of South Africans Abroad, a show for expat South Africans and anyone interested in the experiences of those who have made the move overseas. Each episode, we'll hear from South Africans who have left the country to pursue new opportunities, be with loved ones, or simply follow their dreams. We'll explore the challenges and triumphs of life as an expat, and the unique perspective that comes with being a South African abroad. I'm your host, Warren Burley, an expat South African who, like many, followed the dream of working overseas. Whether you're an expat yourself or just curious about the expat experience, join us as we delve into the motivations, struggles and joys of being a South African living overseas. Grab a castle, some biltong and join us on South Africans Abroad. Welcome back uh, to South Africans Abroad. Uh, recently we received a message on our Facebook page uh, from an extraordinary South African who has carved a new path for herself in the Lone Star state of Texas. Her name is Kim Kruger. And she reached out to us, eager to share her inspiring journey with our community. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I believe you guys are having a bit of a, a heat wave out in Texas. Man, this humidity is nothing like I've experienced before. It's a bit rough. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to just uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, about your journey? Sure. So I'm born African from Jersey and um, happened to meet my husband online, and that's what brought me to the States. Okay, hang on, online, uh, as in a dating site or? Not even, it was a website called Intonations, and it was to find South Africans in the area, because I happened to be in New York and was very homesick. Okay, so your husband's South African? Yes, he is. How long has he been in the States? Since he was 10. Wow. A long time. Okay, so, so South African, but not really. <laughs> yes, he doesn't sound it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, do you want to just tell us how, how exactly you met online? Yeah, sure. Um, so 2018, I was au pairing in New York and I found myself super homesick. I was sick with allergies I'd never experienced. And uh, my brother suggested that I check out this website to find some South Africans in the area because the Americans that side didn't really grasp our sense of humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I went on there to find some people and Mike, my husband, happened to be on there. He was traveling to New York from Vegas for a holiday to meet another South African friend. Okay. And we ended up chatting there, but nothing really came of it i wasn't in a space to pursue anything it was literally just looking for friends so that was 2018 and only later on in 20 sorry that was 2016 2018 we started chatting more enthusiastically and i told him that i was about to what i was about to do with my life and i was planning on going on missions trips and everything okay. and we started chatting on whatsapp because the website was very delayed and within two weeks, we kind of knew that we were each other's people, Okay. even though we had never met. So that was the August. And then the December, he decided to rock up to South Africa with his five-year-old daughter and meet me as well as introduce me to his entire family. So it was two weeks of traveling around the country to Admalua and um, we went to Nature's Valley and we did a whole bunch of traveling to meet everybody. Okay. Let's just go back for a second. Uh, you mentioned you were all pairing. Yes. Was that straight from school? No, that was that was a few years out of school. So straight out of school, I did uh, study photography. Then I went into all pairing okay. and then decided that I want to actually do it overseas. So I applied at the end of 
2015 and found a beautiful, beautiful family in New York that's accepted me like an older sister to their boys yeah. and yeah, became part of the family. And I just recently saw them again. Now they visited Texas with their kids and I got to show them around and be a bit of a tourist with them. What motivated you to go to the States? I know you can all pay anywhere in the world. What what was your motivation for America? Honestly, Warren, I didn't think I'd ever end up in America. And it just seemed the company that I heard good things about happened to be or pairing in the States. And I didn't really mind where I ended up. I just knew that I wanted to travel. I mean, there's quite a lot of cultural differences uh, between South Africans and, and Americans. Huge. What were some of the uh, most surprising or challenging cultural uh, you know, adjustments that you had to make? Um, the biggest one was definitely how we raise our children. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, you know, I grew up when I was told to do something, I did it then. I didn't question. I didn't back chat. I did what I was told. <laughs> it's not like that here. <laughs> yeah. Has it always been like that? Or, or do you think it's now like a millennial thing? I don't know. I mean, it's just from my experience. Cause I was, I was 24 when I came over to new york okay and it, it was surprising for me like that i had to beg somebody to brush their teeth yeah you know or jump in the shower or eat the meal that was set before them yeah it was tough how long did it take you before you got like truly homesick three months wow that's quick yeah that's i mean we were told with or pair agency they said around the three month mark is when they um hear hear about it the most and yeah it definitely hit there was just there were a lot of contributing factors. I really missed my family. I was sick like I've never been before. I had, I had experienced allergies and I'm not somebody that does experience allergies. So I was coughing to the point of not getting any air in and panicking and thinking that I was going to die. And I had just been cheated on as well. So I was just like lonely and broken hearted and mm -hmm. sick and i just needed my people okay and then <laughs> so so did you go back to south africa at that stage or, or did you just like stick it out no i stuck it out i did my full year um they asked me if i wanted to carry on but yeah. i missed my people so i did go back home okay after and, 13 months and that's where you, where you started to talk to your husband your now husband um i and, was actually talking to him while i was there but it never really went to my only two years later did we really start speaking yes when you went back did you think okay I may, i've made a huge mistake going back to south africa you know what brought on the decision to come back it was such an adventure being in new york and it really was one of the best years of my life to step out and be dependent um and experience life and grow to in a different way um of maturity but when i came back because I missed everybody, I realized just how beautiful our country was. Um, our people have a sense of humor like no other. You can talk to anybody. You can ask anybody for help. People are easygoing, easy to laugh, friendly. The accents, all the different accents, the Rainbow Nation. And I could laugh easier at our problems, yeah. like the potholes and the electricity and... But I was grateful for other things, like the food prices were so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah, it created a new perspective for me of how wonderful our home is and how much I did actually miss it. Your visa, 
obviously when you came back again, uh, you couldn't go on the RPA visa. What, what route did you take? Well, I attempted to do a travel visa, but was denied because I didn't have anything tying me down, according to them. So I had a car, but I didn't have a home and family wasn't enough. Yeah. So it looked like I was planning on coming here and then not being a responsible citizen. We decided we had the option of doing a spouse visa or a fiancé visa, and we chose the 90-day fiancé visa because if anything was denied there, then we could have gone the spousal route. Okay, hang on. 90-day fiancé. That sounds like a a familiar TV show. Yes, it is. (laughs) Do you want to just talk (laughs) us through that? So what happens is you go through this incredibly long process to apply for it to prove that you have this relationship. You have to send all the photographs. You have to have evidence backed up of like mailing each other or airplane tickets for visiting each other, all of that to prove that it's a real relationship. Okay. And then you you make your application. Once they approve it, which was a long process, then I had to travel to the States and I had to get married within 90 days in order to qualify to be on that visa. Otherwise, I get kicked out the country. And how long were you together before you started the process? We had spent a total of four weeks in person together and a year and a half maybe of actually being intentional. Okay. So when you know, you know. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Okay. And then, okay, so your visa got approved, obviously. Mm -hmm. You came out here, you got married. Yes. How did his family adjust to that because obviously that's quite a quick process very quick but what i'm grateful for is that they were actually rooting for me because i'm a south african (laughs) and they are south africans and it's just it's nice to have somebody of your own culture and understanding and all of that so they were rooting for the relationship which i'm so so appreciative of yeah that's good to hear Yeah, they were calling me prior, even before meeting me, having chats with me on the phone, really welcoming me into the family. And you went straight to Texas? Yes. How did you adjust to the Texas life compared to the South African life? Because that's also quite a big culture shock. You know what? i got to say, Texans are way nicer than people from New York and people from Vegas. Yeah, I've heard (laughs) that as well. (laughs) Yes. Very friendly, which is a good thing. So friendly. We chat to almost everyone around our apartment complex. Um, very easygoing, nice people. Yeah. It, that hasn't been hard. I think the, the biggest adjustment has been the humidity because okay. I've never lived close to uh, the water. And I know that I'm not that close, but it's still closer than I've ever been before. I know they've got quite a diverse uh, cuisine tradition, uh, you know, with the barbecuing and stuff or brying, as we say, which is yes. a little different. I think they smoke a lot of their meat over there. Yes. Yeah, what, what, what What's your favorite food in Texas? Oof, that's a tough one. I got to tell you though, it's probably my father-in-law's cooking. <laughs> okay, that's a bit of a South African influence then. <laughs> Way South African okay. influence, but he's been smoking his meat, so he's got the American influence there. I do like smoked meat. My brother-in-law actually did an incredible brisket for our wedding, like overnight, amazing. But I can. Texan food to South African food they're just even American food to South African food we have the best yeah we got the best taste in the world for sure yes yes now tell me um do you want to talk about your your actual wedding was it quite a big wedding did you take all your your family out there or 
Uh, unfortunately not. Um, we had to get married pretty quick okay. because of the 90 days. So myself, my husband, our pastor, and my in-laws were up at the top of a mountain at sunset called Bootleg Canyon. And we got married up there with my in-laws holding, each one holding a camera okay. um, and a video calling my family back home and his family in South Dakota so that they could be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and then that was the September, October, my mom came out and we had the wedding in our backyard and we just invited closest family and friends, had a simple wedding in the backyard, like didn't want to spend a lot of money on one day. And how long have you been at you now? July 31st is two years. Okay. Have you been back home since? Twice. Yes. Now I'm super grateful for being in America, if I'm honest, like with the power outages yeah. and things like that. The challenging thing is converting money again and seeing how much I'm spending. Because when I first got you, I was timesing everything by 18 and having a, a mild panic attack. And now going back, these numbers are gigantic. And I'm also yeah. having a panic attack about how much money I'm spending on certain things. What's the, what's the thing you miss most about South Africa? I think it is the people. Okay. Really, yeah. The, I'm a people person. And I just love all the different cultures and the mix of everything. And I know that we have a lot of that here as well, but it's not to the same extent. Are you involved with a lot of the South African groups in Texas? No, I actually I haven't been. I'm on Facebook groups, but I haven't really gone to any meetings. We were going to go to an Angus Biltong Braai at okay. one point, and then um, we had a church event that we went to instead. But okay. I did meet another South African um, in the area who loves to make Biltong, and we had a, a nice Braai outside by the pool, so that was cool. And uh, tell me, what do you do for a living, Avia? I work at my daughter's school. I'm an administrative assistant to the principal. Right. And your husband? He's a PV solar technician. A what? <laughs> PV solar technician. Okay. He should be he should be in South Africa with that with that uh, with that knowledge for sure. Yeah, he could he could make a living over there, I think, with that, definitely. So let's just go back to the visa. Um, mm. so you got your fiance visa. Is the, is that a full green card? No, goodness, it's a process. So once I'm accepted and I've got married, then I have to send in all the documents that prove that I was married. Okay. And only recently, so that was September that I got married two years ago, and only this year, February, I got my permanent residency, not citizenship. And how long? Yeah. You have to wait five years, right? Yes, and then I can apply for the citizenship. Okay, so it's quite a process. I mean, yes. it's taking you quite a long time. In in terms of that, the spousal visa is actually easier because you can get married outside of America and apply for it. And if they accept it, you have permanent residency as soon as they accept it. Did you go through any attorneys or did you do all this by yourself? No, no, no. We did it by ourselves. Do you think it would have been easier with an attorney? Truthfully, no. Okay. It's, I feel like it's a money-making thing because yeah. people panic about how much paperwork they have to do if you just sit down and read you can do it yourself okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and was it quite expensive yes it was it was if i were to es roughly estimate the amount probably 6k altogether dollars still not too bad considering some of the other visas oh i haven't even compared so i wouldn't know <laughs> yeah some of the other visas can go up to like twenty thousand dollars 
Oh my goodness. No thanks. Okay, so we, we chatted a little bit before um before the interview and you mentioned something about they wanted you to go onto the TV show. Yes. So I was on a group with on Facebook with other people doing the 90 day fiance visa process because it's actually really helpful to be able to chat to each other um and see where some people went wrong and what not to say and in the interview, that sort of thing. And then somebody from the TV show got onto that group and started messaging um, the different couples asking if they'd be willing to try out for the TV show. And I did get the message, but we uh, very gracefully refused. We didn't need any extra drama in our lives. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they did create drama for the series. Uh, yes. Yeah, we actually we recently watched uh, an episode and it's a uh, it's quite drama packed, should we say? Yes. <laughs> anything, anything to make it a little bit on edge and to cause tension between the couples. What advice would you give somebody, you know, looking for the ninety-day visa? Start collecting evidence from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make sure that you have all of that and like filed away, and do your like organize your paperwork really well. And just breathe it out because I know that it's going to take a long time. Yeah. They tell you that the processing times are certain thing are a certain length, but really we did it through COVID and that just made everything way longer. So, and, and the interview process, I know, mm. you know, you watch the TV shows and whatever, and you see that, you know, people getting married for visa, uh, for green cards and things like that. Um, and they come to your house and, and, you know, take a look at the toothbrush and ask you all these weird questions. <laughs> What? I have not experienced that. <laughs> what was the strangest thing they asked you? Goodness, I can't even remember that there was anything odd. There was nothing like uh, what I even studied up on, like what is your husband's favorite color and that sort of thing. I didn't have any of that. Everybody seems to study, oh, you know, what side of the bed do you sleep on and what color is your toothbrush and, you <laughs> yes. know, what's her favorite meal and things like that. And <laughs> and we seem to panic over all of that and it never happens. It doesn't happen. It really doesn't. I thought that maybe it would happen here. Like after I've done the application, they need to do one last interview for approving it. And then both of us will go in and they'll put us in separate rooms and they'll ask all these hard questions, but none of that. Yeah. So, so all our listeners can, can stop panicking about the wrong things. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> we don't need to learn the color of the toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and tell, me, tell me a little bit about your husband. You said he's been here for quite a long time, since he was 10, right? Yes, they moved when they were 10. He grew up Afrikaans. So he had a bit of a struggle when he got here, just being thrown into an English school, said that kids weren't kind to him. He's grown up stronger because of it, I think. And he's probably the only one out of his, the three of his, the three of them are brothers. He's the only one that still speaks Afrikaans and still makes sure he buys some bultong online to get it here and has the bras. He really still has the culture and he grew up his daughter with the South African discipline, if I can put it that way. Yeah. And he would love to go back. He really would. He loves it here. He loves the lifestyle here, but it's not home. And if I talk about going back, he, gets so excited and would love to do it but i don't think he is confident in a future there at the moment 
So, so would you ever consider going back then? You know, if we both felt right about it and we felt like we were being called there, I think we would. I think if things changed there, a lot of people would decide to go back. Because as you yeah. say, home is home and, and, you know, home is where the heart is. Yeah, it really is the most. I've got, I got a question, uh, just going back a little bit. Uh, you, mm. you mentioned that he, um, they didn't take, take to him very kindly because he was Afrikaans and things. Have you experienced any of that? Is it easy for you to make friends here? Pretty easy. I think kids are generally the harder ones to get along with because they seem to be quite mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as adults, <laughs> no, it seems to be fascinating to other people that we're not from here. Okay. And is he, is he still experiencing that or is that, is that like gone now? No, it's gone now. He is, he's like a, uh, yeah, people love that he's foreign. Yeah. Even though it doesn't sound it, they want to know more about our country. They ask so many questions. And often if we like slip up with things like stop at the robot instead of the traffic light, you know, people are like, what's, what's that all about? And then you get to talk about home. I often find people staring at me when I'm having a conversation and, and they're like <laughs> looking at my lips trying to decide what I'm talking about. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So one final question. Mm-hmm. Is the grass greener on the other side? Ooh. Currently in Texas, it's very green, literally. But <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think if you're comparing all the things, I would probably still choose home. Okay. I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So not on the fence, eh? Not on the fence. I love my life here. I love the people here and everything, but it's not home. Okay, so if you could go back, you would. Yes. Okay, uh, Kim, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, and ex- you know sharing your experience. Thank you very much. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. I wish you all the luck in the world, and it sounds like it's going okay. It is. It's going very well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. And, uh, yeah, keep listening. I will. I will. Thank you so much, <laughs> and have a great day. Thanks, Kim. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of South Africans Abroad. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, or even if you want to appear as a guest, we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to tune in next time for more stories and insights from expat South Africans around the world. Until then, check it Tuesday.